0: again sunshine 40 degrees in Kalamazoo at WKZO. do have that northwest wind at 10 miles an hour good Saturday morning and welcome to over the garden fence brought to you by Waddell's nursery floral and garden section uh, right there at the corner of Millam and 12th street and of course joining us in the studio this morning is your host Andy Waddell Good morning good morning how are you today doing good it looks like the uh freeze warning has been allowed to expire but it's still a little chilly
1: out there it's a time. little nippy but uh did i see high of uh 55 56 yeah today? getting back up yeah. in there yeah you know so um you, so you don't break a sweat today oh yeah <laughs> right exactly it gives you lots of time to get stuff done out in the garden you today. bet you bet so thanks for having me tim
0: absolutely and of course uh, we'll be opening up the phone lines for uh, folks who have comments and questions for this morning's edition, of course, keep the numbers handy at 382-4280 or one 382 4280 And uh, I'd say let's uh, dig right in with uh, the morning timely tips. You
1: bet. You bet. And thank you, everybody. And uh, thanks for joining us this morning. So like I said, good morning and beautiful morning. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence, and actually, happy Mother's Day weekend. Yes, it's cooler, but uh, wait, wait, those blue skies, you, uh, you look out this morning, it's a beautiful gardening weekend, a beautiful day to maybe get your hands dirty. Oh, wait, let's go back to what I said a few minutes ago, Tim. Okay. Let's go back to the moms, the, the grandmas, the stepmoms, the wives, sisters, sisters-in-laws, Great grandmas, Mm -hmm. there might even be some great, great grandmas, Mm -hmm. and uh, the important part that they uh, maybe play in our lives. The things we take for granted, men, pay attention right now, (laughs) cooking, cleaning, laundry, bill paying, um, kid transportation, household organization, Um, the friend that you need, your right hand. Uh, You kind of know what I mean. So, well, uh, hopefully you show it every day in every way. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. And, uh, maybe you show your appreciation, but, uh, I can uh, easily stick my foot in my mouth and say, I don't, you know, moms, uh, really what they want is maybe give them some quality planting time, Mm -hmm. some quality gardening time, maybe just some quality face-to-face time. If you can't do anything else, moms love color. So maybe, uh, you could uh, give something that is bright and shiny inside, something that, that she can enjoy uh, in, in the interior of her home. Moms love fresh. So maybe it's something that you could um, give her that she could harvest and eat later. Moms love beauty. So maybe a fresh flower broquet or beautiful hanging basket. Moms love herbs. So then she can cook with um, during the summer months. Moms love flowers. I know that best. Mm -hmm. So plant a perennial or a shrub or a tree that she will remember year after year. Moms love to entertain also. So maybe it's a nice time to look at a new fountain, a new patio, a new entertainment area. You get my point. There's just a few things that you could stroll with today, very easy at Waddell's Garden Center. So, um, we just uh, brought out the newsletter, and uh, there's some great tidbits that maybe uh, you could look at today. Maybe there's some hints of some things the men could get for mom. Right. You know, and um, some of it might be uh, we've always um, struggled with some of our areas with like herbs kim um Mm -hmm. herbs need hot heat um they really like not a shady area yes there's some that will will tolerate that but really there's some uh herbs that really do very well in the michigan climates yes some are annual but some are perennial at the same time so basil chives dill fennel garlic um my my wife says garlic should be its, in its own food category <laughs> <laughs> exactly i w- couldn't agree more okay thank you you know um garlic you plant near roses and raspberries uh, deters japanese beetles basil enhances growth of uh tomatoes and peppers and it repels flies and mosquitoes hmm Chives are a good companion to carrots. Deters Japanese beetles, black spot on roses, scab on apples, and mildew on um, cucumber. Dill actually improves the growth of lettuce, cabbage, and onions. And it really dislikes carrots. So there's just, uh, you know, there's a a very nice list, including... uh, um, Mince and onion and oregano and uh, rosemary. I could go on and on, but maybe stop down and take a look at some of those herbs at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, we're also looking at uh, a lot of things that <clears throat> maybe this tonight might get in the twenty-nine, thirty-one degrees yeah, we're right in back the, down there, again. right Where's in there. That- Okay, so some of these plants maybe enjoy during the day, and there's a few days you kind of, quote-unquote, got to manage them, bringing them in and bringing them out. Last night we brought in, uh, I brought some, um, there's a new um, petunia, tin that it looks like somebody threw white paint on it, and it's all splattered, so these bright purple petunias got blotches of white all over the flower. Uh-huh. So I didn't want those to freeze. They were still in flats, and uh, I had a Mandevilla that we wanted to bring in too last night, and it was worthy. I think the plant said, ah, thank you. You know, same with (laughs) herbs that are growing outside can take it. Herbs that have been in a greenhouse going outside right now really wouldn't want that. Other things on the list maybe, we talked about quality time. We talked about maybe um, giving of your time, and maybe it's not necessarily gardening. Maybe it is help pruning. Sometimes when you go by a house, you say, oh, the flowers there, I just don't have the luck that it looks like they are having. Maybe it's just a little TLC. To keep your shrubs healthy and blooming prolific, it's important to know which plants to prune and at what time. You know, before you go chopping, a little research can go a long ways. First of all, have the right pruners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been there and done that where that head shear or that pruner is just not cutting what you want. And you hack and cut and hacking, and, you know, and then t- <laughs> you, you end up bringing it back to Waddell's because you end up breaking it. Don's <laughs> ends up sharpening it for you, you know, and so... um First of all, have good pruning equipment, okay? Number two, know when to prune. Shrubs that actually like to be pruned to everybody when they're dormant would be things like Abelia, Beautyberry, Caryopteris, Potentilla, Butterfly Bush, Hydrangeas, both Paniculata and Arborescence, Roses, rosa Sharon, Actually, Rosa Sharon is a hibiscus. Some people didn't know that you can actually take woody forms of hidr- hibiscus, and yes, we're talking about Rosa Sharon big ones, cut those close to the ground, Tim, and you can have sucker sprouts come up, and because they only flower on new wood, you would be able to achieve, unlike lilac, lilac would take many years, Rosa Sharon would flower somewhat probably the second or third year again very heavy. Uh-huh. If it was 10 feet, you could take it back down to three and do it very nice spireas things like uh the summer flowering um anthony waters little princess Um, this is not the spring blooming variety spring blooming or the early white flower you want to do after flower so we'll go to a break in a second but things that prune after flower and will continue Maybe is the reason why you're not getting flour. And there's some other things too that maybe you can do to enhance that flower. All
0: right. We'll dive into those. And of course, your comments and questions for Andy as well. 382 4280 1877 382-4280. Or you could text that comment or question to 80373 over the garden fence on News Radio 590-106.9 FM WKZO. <laughs>
1: Got one of those El Cheapo radios at the office? Don't worry, stream us all day at WKZO.com.
2: Mother's Day is tomorrow. It's easy to get Mom the perfect gift at Weddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center, where there are hundreds of great gift ideas to select from, including artfully arranged flower bouquets, Planters and combination pots of flowers filled with colorful annuals ready for gift giving. Is mom a bird lover? Wudel's has beautiful Michigan made cedar bird feeders, bird baths, and many bird house styles, as well as more than 50 styles of hummingbird and oriole feeders. How about planting a memory with mom? Wudel's has flowering crab trees, lilacs, rose bushes, and rhododendron shrubs that she'll enjoy year after year. Or get a succulent garden. There are dozens of super easy to grow succulent varieties or hanging baskets of flowers in her favorite colors. Can't decide between a bird bath, a flower bouquet, or hydrangea shrub? Odell's gift certificate is always the right size and color so mom can pick out just what she wants. Woodell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center is located on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Street. Open Monday through Saturday or shop online anytime at woodells.com. News
0: Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. As we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, comments and questions, 382-4280, 382 4280 And, of course, you could text that comment or question to 80373 going to head to the uh, lines here andy and join up with jim calling in from wayland this morning good morning jimmy you're on wkzo good morning jim how
1: are
3: you good thank you good i have how- a question about your auto products um, i used to use the weed be gone Mm -hmm. Did they change the name of that and use a different uh, ingredient in that or something?
1: You know what? And as the EPA comes and goes, I am sure they have changed the the base of the product. But probably Ortho still has the main lineup. We'd be gone, but there's probably we'd be gone for lawn. We'd be gone for driveways. Um, That's why I end up liking... um, there's a Fertilone product, sir. What are you trying to kill? Something in the yard or something in the driveway or
3: the pasture? Or I'm just spotting uh, dandelions and clover in the yard. You know, I don't have a big amount. Just a, I'm just buying a small bottle and just go around spotting it.
1: Yeah, it is um, called Weed Free Zone, and it works great because it will not burn the yard and still take care of a lot more weeds than the ortho products. Um, You could mix it with a little spreader sticker or we got it ready to use and uh, would take care of even down to Creeping Charlie or those dandelions. Very easy. Um, It's got two-hour rain time, you know, if you put it on. But I've been impressed where I put it on and 20 minutes later it rained on our own Waddell's lawn and uh, our maintenance crew said I'm so surprised it still took care of the weeds. So uh, just uh, weed-free zone by uh, Fertilome.
3: All right, I'll give that a try then. Thank you.
1: Thank you. All
0: right, appreciate the call, Jim. Uh, Next up, we'll head west. Pawpaw, Phyllis,
1: good morning. You're on WKZO. Hey, Phyllis. How are you today and Pawpaw?
3: I'm very good, thank you. Let me turn my radio down just a second here. No problem. Okay. Um, I have um, rhubarb. I've had rhubarb for many, many years. I moved it when we moved from Kalamazoo um, and it now is just very small. Um, it <clears throat> it's um, spindly. It, I don't have the nice thick stalks that mm-hmm. I used to have.
1: Now, did you let it go to flower last year by chance? <clears throat>
3: I try not to. I, I always could. try to pick off the flower.
1: Yeah, because sometimes that mother plant, when it goes to flower, the energy goes all to that. So, first of all, let's let's we got to introduce something for its roots. So let's we we got to talk about bone meal and potash. We've got to get something that will start stimulating those roots, especially being a um, a perennial. And so, we're probably not going to get the biggest crop right now. But if you can go ahead and uh, put some bone meal and some. Um, uh, potash which are two very good organics and go around with some not on the trunk of the tree or the plant excuse me but they would actually enjoy some compost um, not up close the reason is ma'am phyllis they will get something called botrytis blight and it's very easy to get if you mound composted cow manure sheet manure on top of the plant but if you went around the outside um, bone meal compost um Compost and that potash, I bet you might see some results. Um,
3: okay Have you lifted
1: what's that, Phyllis?
3: Probably not till next year
1: Probably not. Have you lifted <laughs> one of the eyes? Do you have any more than just one eye coming up? Do you have two or three of them coming up? I do, okay. You I'm just wondering, sometimes it's not like, um, iris bore, but they do get bored down in the trunk. And I'm just wondering if you lifted some of the soil away, is the trunk nice and fresh? Is it punky just by chance? Is it time to relift it? Um, I'm just wondering. No, it,
3: it seems to be very firm. It seems, everything looks okay. Yeah. It's just that I'm, they're just not, they're spindly. Yeah. You know, so. they're tall. Let's, they're tall, but they're thinly.
1: Let's try those remedies first, and I think a combination of that, I might see a, a a better crop for the next season, or even some this fall. If you put it down now, start tilling it in. I mean, it's fairly early spring. You probably won't get a May harvest, but you might get a summer harvest.
3: Yeah. Um, can I overdo that? I well, know it's a heavy feeder.
1: Well, sure, with potash, you're, you sure can. But on uh, an established plant, like you're saying, I would say a cup, Around there, maybe a cup and a quarter around there and work on the outside edge. Bone meal, you could put a couple cups easily and put down in there. Um, Combination with the compost, I would say six to ten pounds of compost and manure. maybe a a third of a bag of manure. you know, something like that would would help go around the outside edges.
3: Okay. Okay, okay, good. Okay. Right, come Come fall sure too.
1: Phyllis, you might do one more thing. Um, strawberries, I always say, are good companion plants with straw, but it's nice to um, straw your rhubarb too in the fall. It kind of puts them to sleep a little bit better if we do get some of these really heavy fluctuations on, on temperature. Oh,
3: okay. Okay. Okay, good. All Great. right, thank have a good you. day. Thank
1: you. You bet.
0: All right. Thank you very much for the call, Phyllis. And let's say good morning to Mike. You're on WK the CEO.
1: Hey, good morning, Mike.
0: How
1: good can morning, I be of help Andy. today? Well, I'm doing fine. <clears throat> I'm looking at my calendar, and it says that the uh, first week in May, uh, call Andy and wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> and also... Uh, and also ask him if, uh, you know, I know that's when you put your pre-emergent down, but it depends on soil temperature. Uh, talk to me. Is this a good week to get it down? Mike, it is. And thank you very much. You, you remember every year. That's nice. You know, and Mike, the reason is for years we used to do it when the forsythia bloomed. Well, we now are getting these April spikes for sythia, start flowering people don't go ahead and put that crabgrass control on and the ground temperature is too cold then it sits well either way most crabgrass controls have about a 16 week residual you put it on in april count them off with your fingers april may june july oops august you're going to have crabgrass so that's why we like to put it on the first week in may get it stretched through august then you might see a uh, um A frost which will take the crabgrass and put it right under for the for the winter time and that's how the crabgrass works better is putting it on like you said around the first of may um i have not put mine down yet and i feel very comfortable uh being able to do it this weekend or the first of next week i like to use mike the fertilome because it will kill in the two leaf stage other compared to other varieties of crabgrass control um that don't so that's my two cents on applying this weekend. Great. And happy birthday, my friend. (laughs) Oh, Mike, thank you very kindly. You have a great day. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Thanks for the call, Mike. And again, if you have a comment or question
0: for Andy this morning, 382 4280 382 4280. You could also text that comment or question to 80373. Still have a couple of moments uh, before we uh, break here at the bottom of the hour for uh, a little bit more information.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, um, earlier we were talking about pruning shrubs when they're dormant. And the reason we were trying to, we had that list earlier was shrubs that produce flower on wood grown on the same season should be pruned in late winter or early spring. This allows time for wood to grow and the current year's bud to set to produce more beautiful flowers the next year. Now I went, I'm going to stop at the H word and that was the hydrangeas. Myself is the woody form of hydrangeas, is what we like to prune hard. Arborescence is also like Annabelle, Invincible Spirit, Incredible. Those are varieties that would take a hard prune. Big leaf, if you have a question, bring it in, take a picture, we'll describe it for you. Big leaf or the pink, the red, the blue hydrangeas do not. Prune. Let Mother Nature prune them, and I like to only take the wood out that's old from last year, the woody stalks, the portions that are not growing um, new buds because they have set the flowers from the previous year, even on new varieties, Tim, like Endless Summer, Bloomstrucks, they bloom on new and old wood. If you take care of them a little bit better, mulch them well. I like to put the mulch on on Thanksgiving weekend and take it off In May, and I'm not talking about putting mulch around the plant, I'm talking about crowning the plant up about 18 inches so that hydrangea buds over winter down in that mulch. So, just tidbits on because sometimes I know hydrangeas at Waddell's get cut really hard, and you're like, Oh man, it's a shame we're putting them away with a hard prune on them, Kim. Mm -hmm. The next year, they're 10 times better. Excellent. Okay, so those are just ideas when to prune dormant plants, and again, we'll come back on uh, pruning immediately after flower because certain plants will set bud like rhododendron immediately within two or three weeks they'll start next, next year's flower will start being set you don't want to prune those off no you do queen not. of the garden so
0: all right well on that note we'll take a break and come back and more of your comments and questions coming up 382 4280 382 4280 over the garden fence on news radio 590 106.9 fm wkzo
4: What's the easiest way to have a healthy, weed-free lawn? The experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center recommend the premium Fertilome Lawn Program. It has crabgrass preventer, fertilizer, iron, and trace nutrients not found in other fertilizer programs for a deeper green lawn. Right now, take advantage of an $8 instant in-store rebate on the 5,000-foot size Fertilome Lawn Program, making your price $62.99. Larger rebates for larger lawn programs are available, too. You'll get all four top-quality Fertilome applications, and Waddell's is so sure you'll love the results, they're offering a 100% unconditional guarantee. Questions? The lawn experts at Widells are more than happy to help take the guesswork out of your lawn care. Bring in your sod and soil sample for a pH test and free soil analysis today and be on your way to having a healthier, greener lawn. Widells Nursery, Florist and Garden Center at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Herbside pickup service is available. Visit widells.com to learn more.
0: news radio 590 106.9 fm WKZO. as we continue with this morning's edition of over the garden fence 382 4280 382 4280 or text that comment or question to 80373 once again andy waddell
1: hey thank you and thank you everybody for calling in this morning and uh we're just talking about moms and maybe some time that you could spend with her and we're just talk about doing some pruning real quick and then work on some other areas in real, real, uh, uh, some important areas too. So uh, pruning other type of pruning shrubs immediately after flowering. Shrubs that bloom on one-year wood should be pruned just after the blooms fade. This allows enough time for the new branches to form next year's buds. Things like azalea, beauty bush, forsythia, honeysuckle, Caria, lilacs, I was telling Tim earlier, rhododendron, pieris, nothing worse than um, letting your, your best rhododendron get pruned in August and September, All right. <laughs> and then the next year somebody wonders what happened. Wigilia, spring-blooming spirea, like uh, renaissance and bridal wreath, the spring-flowering white, and witch hazel. So those are just ideas that right after they set their flower, they're done flowering, go ahead and that's the time to prune and we can help you. There's many different steps from like rhododendron where the, you do pinching to pinch out the flower mm-hmm. in order for the new flowers to um, not only set, but maybe additional branches to come out to make the rhododendron fuller. Not getting much blooms? Stopping at Waddell's. We can show you maybe different solutions, something like triple superphosphate, which we've talked about before, that will set bud and flower development and um, stronger stem growth at the same time. Talking um, this week to uh, MSU and to the Extension, our our governor, uh, by proclamation of the governor, May has actually been designated, Tim, as Oak, wilt awareness month been hearing a lot about oak wilt lately okay and uh michigan is just bringing statewide attention to the value of oaks to michigan environments recreation and wood product industries and make the awareness is uh, uh a lot of it is just the management or helping out um other people or other businesses sometimes a homeowner is more aware tim than the person that is out weed whipping or cutting your tree. So oak wilt primarily affects red oak group. The disease spreads two ways, overland and underground transmission. Overland transmission occurs when the oak has a fresh wound that goes through the outer bark and into the sapwood. Sap from the wound attracts a tiny sap beetle, which carries the fungal spores to the oak wilt on their bodies. The beetles pick up these spores when they visit the spore-producing mats found beneath the bark of the, on the trees that the oak wilt fungus has killed. Believe it or not, when the contaminated beetle feeds on the sap from the wound on the healthy oak, the spores can infect the tree. Infect the tree. The growth, the fungal growth, in the in and eventually plugs up the xylem cells the tree uses to transport the water. This actually causes the tree to wilt or die immediately trees affected in the spring can die and actually die in just a few weeks and we're talking about Ooh. huge trees we've seen um, <clears throat> go to msu and go to dave roberts and he shows a uh, cul-de-sac tim where a, <clears throat> a very nice crew comes in there's probably some trees that are blocking sure. and they offered to the homeowner can i clean these trees up for you they Let's go ahead. Yeah, nobody can see. So the cul-de-sac was cleaned up and <clears throat> believe it or not there was oaks in there. It was right in the heat of summer. Those trees got infected and the procession of pictures over the years showing one, then two, then 20, then all the trees gone and the last photo shows stumps. So ways to help this is we're trying to help you guys and make other people aware. If there's oak um wounds going on and it couldn't be helped say from a car wreck or by accidentally hitting a tree Mm -hmm. i would actually stop what you're doing and have somebody come to waddell's and get tree wound dressing right away it's just like a wound a doctor would not leave an open wound wide open it would end up putting a bandage and trying this trying to uh um, get those sap beetles away those are just ideas on helping folks out with oak problems and again sometimes people don't know so you you just uh, right um maybe sometimes it's a lawn crew that is out um pruning up branches and just saying hey i'm just taking off the dead wood um underland transmission is where the roots touch and they actually have to go through trenching and removing soil and the two sets of roots that are touching the oaks in order for under say it um Uh, cable company came through Tim and cut up all the lines on the on the oak trying to get cable through a a property and that's how immediately it gets infected so wrong time of the year so just trying to help number two we see at Waddell's I actually love this plant and I bet it will return someday Tim but right at the moment we're not selling blue spruce Uh, spruce used to be um, green and colorado blue spruce yeah. and actually shiners or where you really found that beautiful blue mm-hmm. was always a prized item and now we're having items called uh, swiss needle clat, cast and diplodia tip light that actually is killing current year growth on the tree and working its way back both of them look very similar Diplodia tip light can kill current year's infected needles and stems on including pines like scotch, Austrian, and eastern white pine. We've even found Diplodia on spruce, Douglas fir, and Concolor fir. It can cause severe damage in the landscape and plants around the neighborhood. The fungal pathogen, again, were overwinters on the pine shoots, on the bark, but mainly on the cones, cones drop to the ground and the black fruiting bodies are rel- relatively large you can pick some of the cones up and actually see them the black dots on the needles as the spring hits the spring then will have maybe tim you'll report some moisture coming up here <laughs> hopefully keep our fingers crossed but if we have some few few rains the diplodia severely affects a lot of the other trees in people's neighborhoods during rain, the wind storms, these spores will disperse long distances, they say can be miles, and conditions for infection that are favorable during the rainy and humid days. So the way to, to help out, um, and again, I'm not trying to bore, but we were at a home that had over 40 blue spruce that had this. He points across the street and says, see that spruce? Why doesn't he have it? But a lot of it, everybody, was heavy irrigation, direct irrigation on the foliage of the tree. Sprinklers that hit the tree day after day because you have to have the tree or the ground watered around it. Avoid direct irrigation. Use drip irrigation. Use gator bags if you have to avoid both. Feed every fall with Hollytone. I love a little energy once in a while. So a little food goes a long ways every November. Spray with systemic fungicide and then switch every 14 days with copper throughout the rainy season and actually avoid planting in masses or clumps too close for breathing or lack of air movement. Oh, just a couple of ideas with well, some of the things are very important. Oak, <laughs> we don't want to lose those. No. You know, and the spruce right now, we used to have an issue with birch. A lot of times <laughs> the birch are gone. The white paper birch, there's not very many prized white birch. That's why we sell heritage uh, river birch now that has a white stem, but a lot of the paper birch are not around until you start driving up into the UP. Oh, that I did not know. Mm-hmm.
0: Three eight two four two eight zero one eight seven seven three eight two four two eight zero. We got time to squeak in a quick question or two before mm-hmm. we kind of wrap things up for the day today,
1: but to still have more information to get to. Tim, do you have um, what was the Tigers' record the other night? Was it eight eight and twenty two when we were watching
0: something like that?
1: Yeah. Come on, Tigers! Come uh, on! No, they... Come on! So. <clears throat> This uh, plant should have been introduced on their opening day. Oh. Okay. Because it's a type of viburnum called opening Opening day. day. (laughs) You got it. Okay. I'm so glad you asked. Why was it called opening day? But opening day actually has white baseball-sized flowers in April that are tinged with green and mature to a pure white. That round that smooth all the way around, so top to bottom, you have a nice, curved, real round flower. Beautiful green foliage and almost a cabernet in the fall, just a very nice, wine, uh, burgundy foliage. The six to eight beauty will grow well in full sun, hmm. mm-hmm. two part shade, so or even two shade. So, maybe you don't have the spot for a hydrangea. And you're looking, sometimes people uh, um, call them snowball bushes. Yeah. So it, in the early spring, if you see that flower, chances are it is a viburnum variety. If it's in the summertime, chances are it's a hydrangea variety. Most, most viburnums are done flowering. So come down and maybe look today. Uh, yesterday, I loved being with the team. And uh, we, um, I think we healed in a good 60 to 80 Evergreen. So uh, our biggest issue right now, maybe moms need, uh, with that entertainment area, Tim. Right. Privacy. A well, little privacy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I screening that. seems to be an issue in people's neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So uh, I keep looking at my neighbors. So maybe you need something <laughs> like uh, Arborvita, small, medium, large. Right. Uh, come down and take a stroll. We could show you some hemlock and other things that look really nice. And so main thing, mm-hmm. go hug mom right okay uh, remember today everybody and thank you for your time and all the calls today
0: all right thank you very much andy and that is going to wrap up this morning's edition of over the garden fence and make sure you tune in each and every saturday morning during the growing season in the nine o'clock hour for over the garden fence brought to you by waddell's nursery floral garden center right there at the corner of milliman 12th